0: Welcome back to the program. Final hour, fourth hour of the program. Good to have you on board today. A lot going on. Always appreciate you being here, whether it's uh, listening to us on the uh, the vast and growing network or uh, the social side, watching the show and such. We certainly appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, Uh, as always. Joining us now uh, from the business of sports, uh, and you can get his newsletter and such sent to you all the time. It's at Andrew Brandt on Twitter. Andrew Brandt is now joining us here. Andrew, how you been?
1: Bill, always a pleasure. I always seem to talk to you right after the season uh, about what's next for the Packers.
0: Yeah, it's uh let me ask you this and I'm just going to just ask a general question that is when you sit there and listen to Aaron and it, you know a guy that's been in the front office and you're sitting in your office and are saying, "Hey, Aaron's on McAfee, let's take a listen and uh, give me your reaction."
1: Well, I was in that position obviously 15 years ago or longer where Brett used to come on media and talk about his future and he was always kind of yes, no, maybe. Uh, So, it's again, this whole deja vu continues, the deja vu of picking a quarterback first 15 years later to the day when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback already on the roster, the deja vu of Jordan Love exactly like Aaron Rodgers sitting for three years, Mm -hmm. and now we wait and see if it's going to be a fourth year or he's going to play like Aaron did in his fourth year. But I think, you know, the Packers know Aaron as well as anyone. There's nothing that he's saying that's surprising them. And, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall for the meetings that he had after the the Lions game that he talked about, um, meeting with them. So, you know, Aaron's a pretty pretty upfront guy. He doesn't beat around the bush too much. So I would think in those meetings he asked, you know, what's the plan? because um, it takes two to tango and i know mm-hmm. you're going to ask me about the money and the contract and all that but the bottom line beyond the money the contract the dead money can they will they trade it's do they want him right do they want him to be their quarterback in 2023 and do they want to tell jordan love wait another year so i think that's the ultimate question i know gutekunz talked and he was a little bit uh wishy-washy you never really get the full answer
0: what, what is the Is the phone ringing with Jordan's agent saying what's going on?
1: I don't know. I mean, I would think he's been ringing for three years. Like, just to know, is he going to play in 2022? Well, that was a no. Is he going to play in 2023? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's always, to me, like, people focus on the Aaron question, but there's the love question. The Packers don't ever seem to me like a team that would give up on a first-round pick without seeing real play. Mm -hmm. And I know people are saying just commit to Aaron and trade Love. I, I don't see that. That doesn't mean I see definitely going to Love. But the alternate solution is asking Love to stick around another year as a backup. That's a tough one for an agent and a player. That's a tough one.
0: Yeah, but at this point in time, he he really doesn't have much to say as far as demanding a trade or anything, right?
1: No, he'll be coming up on his fourth year. They have to make a decision on the option year, which I would think they would do. I guarantee him a fifth year Um, to make that decision by May. But, you know, that seems like a no-brainer, because even if Aaron does play, they got him two more years. Um, Uh Yeah. So, again, this is new territory. Aaron sat for three years. No one in the history of first-round picks in the modern era has sat that long. And now Jordan has done the same thing.
0: Did uh, Brett ever make demands of, you got to bring this guy back, I want this, 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 and this, or did Brett just say, I don't know if I want to come back and I'll let you know?
1: I don't think we ever had discussions about, re-signing other players when he was considering. I mean, the one thing Brett did talk about when there were sort of veterans on the market, you know, what about him, what about him, no demands. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when T.O. was on the market or Randy was on the market, you know, just kind of inquiring. Uh, But, you know, we we had a system in place. We were bringing along guys like Donald Driver and Greg Jennings and James Jones and Jordy Nelson. So um, that's kind of where we were on that. And again, nothing contentious with that. It was just that's more what he was asking about.
0: Now, I know when, and I know Russ Ball is tasked with the, you know, yeah. an, unvi- an, unvi- an unviable task with trying to get all this money to make it work. But you got some guys that are kicking money down the road. And I, I guess the question I would ask before I let you go is. Do you look at Aaron and say, you still got it. I believe we still have a pretty good team with a couple of pieces we have to add. Do you start to really begin the shuffling of money to be able to make all this work, bring in the guys that he wants and maybe a couple of guys that are veterans that can help your your team, or do you say, we're going to do this through the draft and it is what it is because we put enough money down the road? I mean, what would that mentality inside the walls of 1265 be, do you think?
1: Yeah, it's a good one, and actually, I got a couple more minutes, so you can ask another question. But on this one, (laughs) on this one, um, listen, you know me, Bill. I I did a different kind of cap management back in the day, and you can criticize it. I I just felt like you had to protect the future, especially with a young quarterback coming at some point. You want to have a really good team around him. Uh, This has been a different Packer cap management strategy over the last two years. I mean, which is which continued all the way up till the past two years, which is again more pay as you go strategy, and now it's changed. And I think it's changed because of Aaron, because you have this once in a lifetime player who's at the peak of his game, who just came off one and then two MVPs. So there's a lot of money pushed out, uh, and whether they whether those guys are back or not, or not, they have cap problems. So the only way to get out of cap problems is to push out more money and create more cap problems in the future, uh, which, again, what I try to avoid, and I'm not patting myself on the back, just different strategies. So that's what they've been, and they're in this window. And then we have to figure out Aaron's $60 million, That is a guaranteed number. Now that number could go to another team, and then they're off the hook for that. But then there's a big dead money charge. So there's a lot of questions to go through this. And Russ, like I did at this time of year, is going through all the scenarios with Aaron, without Aaron, Aaron trade, Aaron retirement, et cetera.
0: So real quick before, and without getting into all the details, because this is an unbelievably complicated contract that Aaron yeah, has. Yeah, and I, even yeah. some people that I've talked to, like yourself, that said, boy, this has got a lot of nuances to it. But knowing that you have him for two years, knowing what the contract is, knowing this is it, this is your last hurrah, short of him saying, I want another contract, and then you go through all this all over again. What would you recommend doing?
1: (laughs) I would look at our people and say, are we prepared to take on a $40 million dead money charge, which would be the largest in the history of the sport, tying it with the Falcons this year, with Matt Ryan? Because if we do that then you're playing with it less than a full deck. You know, if the cap's 220, you're playing at 180 to start before Mm -hmm. everything else. And you won't have Aaron. And there are two ways that happens. He retires or he's traded. And if somehow you can push the trade to June, June 1, which I think is going to be really hard. I don't know how they Mm -hmm. do that. Then it's you know 15 million this year and 25 million in 0-24. but this, that's not an appetizing cap option. It's right. not appetizing with Aaron, but you have Aaron. So, you know, this is what they're faced with. Uh, I don't know what's going on with all the other veterans that Aaron talked about. That's a different issue. But clearly, the Packers are bringing along young people at different positions, whether it's the receivers or Zach Tom or these linebackers, I mean, defensive line, they're, they're looking at young players being a future core of their team, uh, and we just have to see. You know, I guess I'm back to where I started. I'd like to get Gutekunst and the, and the brass in a you know, hot light and say, mm-hmm. we know he's great. But do you want him back? Do you yeah. want him back? And I know his answer was we want everyone back, but do you really want him back? What's the plan? And I think we've asked this a couple of years now, and I'm not sure it's the same answer as it has been.
0: Andrew, it's always great. Are you going to be out in Arizona?
1: To be determined.
0: Okay. Well, if you are, look us up uh, over on Radio Row. We'd love to have you again, and we'll talk more about Lamar Jackson and Burrow and Chase and everybody yeah. else that's actually coming up. So we'll talk then, okay?
1: Yeah, people are tweeting. I have the uh, the newsletter. You go to andrew com, and then I started these reels where I talk about these things on Instagram. So Andrew mm-hmm. Brandt 2 is my Instagram, so you can sort of see this stuff Awesome.
0: Yeah, I get, the, I get it every Sunday morning. It pops up. You're the one that wakes me up every Sunday morning when my phone <laughs> goes right, off great. to let me know that I got the mail. So thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you. There you go. Andrew Brandt, you can find his stuff. And his newsletters are awesome. They're awesome. They really are. If you're really looking into the business of football, and he discusses everything. And so if you want some really defining stuff, it's really, really good there. Um, you know, I, I had, uh, Jeff said, please explain what dead money is. Dead money is, uh, it's money that if the player, you let him go or you trade them, it's money you owe the player you have to pay that counts against the cap. So dead money is you are paying money for a player that is no longer playing for you. It's money that counts against your cap, but you're not. But, but you don't have the player. So it's like Andrew said, you know, you got your choices. You look at it as you're going to pay a lot of money. You got a lot of money to pay out. So if you trade Aaron, you got a lot of money you're paying out, and you don't have Aaron. You've moved on. You've started your future. You've, you've gone to Jordan Lump. If... You you pay the money and you keep Rodgers. At least you keep. At least you have Aaron. You're paying a player to be on your team, rather than paying a player to not be on your team. So you look at a guy, um, you know, like when when they get rid of certain players. Okay, certain things uh, happen. You know, say they would want to, I don't know, say say David Bakhtiari. Okay, David Bakhtiari, perfect example. Say this year they decided, you know what, Bach, you're a lot of money. The knee's been an issue. You had some troubles this year. Okay, David Bakhtiari, if if they would get rid of him, decide to say, let's just move on from him. Okay, this 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 year, um, he would be owed twenty three point one three one million. Okay but his salary this year if he's on the team is 28.7. So in essence you're gaining about 6 million dollars even though 23 million dollars will be dead cap money which means you're paying it but he's not there. He's not he's he's not on your team. You know? Now I'll say this 2023 the, if if they restructure his deal if the Packers do a full void restructure of David Bakhtiari's contract going into this year, then again in 2024 for at least a year of his contract would be uh, the five total contract backloads, according to Ken Ingles, and he would be a free agent in 2025, and he would count against the cap of $24.3 million. So you're basically, again, as they say, kicking the can down the road. Like if you just wrote it out, okay, if you just wrote it out, and and paid him the 28.7 million this year. And then after this year you cut him loose, you would still owe him 11.5 million in that signing bonus, in that guaranteed money. But you in essence would be gaining um 20 million dollars, 21 million dollars because he would be owed 32 million in salary in 2024. So you would then be putting 20, instead of having that already thirty two million dollars on your books, you would only have eleven million dollars on your back. So, you, so you're still paying them, but you're actually gaining twenty million in salary cap. You see what I'm saying? So I think there's, so. yeah, it, it's I, it's that's what I'm saying. Man. Being a being a capologist is not easy. Is not easy. They they got to really, really, really know the ins and outs of of everything from signing bonuses to workout bonuses to restructure bonuses, roster bonuses, base salaries, base salaries that can be restructured, signing bonus that can be put into base salary and vice versa.
2: And just all of that, all of that has to be adjusted. So it's, it's yeah, go ahead. I was going to say there's all that with just the straight money part of it with Rogers. What Andrew was also talking about also could play into, uh, Not only making a decision on whether you think Rodgers can be that in the future, but making a decision on maybe LaFleur or Love, right? Right. Where when you're deciding to go forward, it might not only be about, okay, we're screwed with the money anyway. It might as well be Aaron. Could be the question of do you want him back? Would Goody want to learn about Love and learn about LaFleur with with them two together? Like the non-money part of it. Yep, exactly. That's kind of what I'm hung up on when it comes to all this. I, I completely agree there's this whole thing this is this
0: gets complicated when you know and, and you know teams that are going to have this problem don't you you're already seeing it in in Baltimore now he's playing for more of a contract he's not saying whether or not he wants to retire or not but you're when when you get a really good quarterback you it, it, it is an absolute positive blessing and it is a nightmare because you got to pay the man, and then you got to worry about the diminishment of talent. Let's say you look at the one of the older quarterbacks right now, Dak Prescott. Now Jerry is going to pay Dak whatever they can do, and they'll kick that money down the road. Jerry doesn't care because he loves Dak. But eventually, you get the guy like say Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you're eventually going to have to make some decisions on. You know, uh, Josh Allen. We talked about uh, you know uh, Lamar Jackson. We talked about uh, Joe Burrow. Hurts, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts, you're going to have to pay, you know, you're stuck now in salary cap jail with guaranteeing that contract out in Denver to Russell Wilson. That's another one, you know, but you look at teams right now and you think, okay, Tampa Bay, depending on what Tom does, they're going to need a quarterback. New Orleans needs a quarterback, Carolina, Atlanta. um, I don't know how long the Geno Smith project is going to be in Seattle. Um, certainly with Stafford's contract, they've got issues out in LA. Uh, Kyler Murray, he got paid. Now you got to, if he doesn't live up to it, then what do you do? You got to worry about dead cap money. Houston, Indianapolis, um, Tennessee. He, he, you know, Tannehill's good, but is he going to be really a guy that's going to get you over the hump and win you a title? You know, you're going to have it in Minnesota again. Washington. You know, you go through this whole New York. They had three quarterbacks this year, you know, and you got to see if two is healthy, if two is even capable of coming back. All these teams are going to be looking at quarterback. I'm just trying to go through my head here of all these different teams and and all these different divisions. But all these teams could be talking about quarterback situations and how much they're willing to take on, how much the quarterback's going to be paid, how much of a percentage does he take, and, and thus leaving a percentage to the rest of the team. It's got to be under thirteen percent. At $220 million, 13% of that for the year is massive. So it's it's just in how they structure it. It's just you're, whenever you get a good quarterback, it is a blessing, and you better win while they're under that rookie deal or maybe their second deal. But w- what really threw a, a real big giant monkey wrench in the gears of the machine was that dumb Deshaun Watson contract. I mean absolutely spectacularly stupid to guarantee all that money. Really Kirk Cousins started that in Minnesota some years back of the 30 million a year, 3 years guaranteed at 90 million bucks. That that started it. But then Deshaun Watson getting what he did because now it's only going to go up. Now instead of getting 250 million at 100 million guaranteed, which would be a lot of money, now it's like uh uh-uh, uh I want 250 million, I want a 200 million guaranteed. And now teams are like, whoa, because that's what's going on in Baltimore. Do, does that, which kills me because players are all like, oh, you got to pay it. This is stupid. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I pay that. I would go, if he wants a Deshaun Watson contract, I'd say, that's fine. I'll go $200 million, $250 million. But I'm only doing $170 million guaranteed at the most because you're a running quarterback. Your accuracy is not great to begin with unless you're on the move. Your legs are what make you. And you've already proven in two years you're going to miss 10-plus games. So why am I shelling out all this money when I'm going to really, 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 really need to build a defense and additional weapons around you because it's most likely you're going to go down. And I have to have somebody, anybody come in and fortify this team at the quarterback position and be able to get it done with the players they have because you're not going to be here. Whether it's in the beginning of the season, middle of the season, or end of the season, you're not going to be here. i got to continue to win without you. And that's in, that. That's something in the narrative. And he doesn't want to look at it that way. And all these other players are like, you just got to pay him. I'm like, there's no way I'm paying him. He's already proven he's not durable. Not happening. Uh, eight, seven, and part of the problem is, Pac-Fan, you're right. He's his own agent. Lamar Jackson is his own agent. And he's taken to, to, to Twitter and social media to start arguing his case. And it's like, that's wrong. You don't do that either. 877-867-1670, 1670 hit us up. They have got beautiful things going on up north at the Four Seasons Island Resort. And I made a mistake the other day, and I apologize. I was talking about the Muscano Island Chocolate Festival. That is coming. Uh, it's right around the corner. Looking forward to it. Uh, we are going up, by the way, uh, going to spend some time up there at the end of February. February. That's coming up. Chocolate Festival is coming up, I believe. it's. I think it's this month, as a matter of fact. It's this month, not January, or not February. But uh, if you're looking for a new destination for a corporate meeting, a conference, a wedding, they're doing it all, and weddings are beautiful up there in the summertime. They just are. Call Barb, 715-938-5110. Say, Barb, we want to do this, and we want to Bill Michaels 15. How are we looking? And you'll get that. Take your sweetie there for a uh, great Valentine's Day weekend. Romance packages, they have them on the website. You can check that out. Or, like I said, the Chocolate Festival. They just had the Al Capone uh, birthday weekend, which was pretty cool. Or go to Pine Mountain. And Pine Mountain has the ski hill and the ski jumps. And they're adding all kinds of stuff up there. Famer Sports Bar and Grill. They've got a big pool on the indoors. they got a lot of stuff there, too. So either place, you want to go skiing, go to Pine Mountain. You want to go just run your run your because right now they've got snow up there. And you can run your uh your snowmobiles all over the joint. Oh, they got great snowmobiling up there. And you can park them and, and bring them in right there to the resort. So looking for a new destination, get a hold of our girl Barb right now. 715-938-5110. 715-938-5110. Get a hold of Barb. B-A-R-B uh 715 938 5110 5110. Either place, it's awesome. And make sure you ask for the Bill Michaels 15. It's fantastic. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort and Pine Mountain Resort. Sister uh, sister resorts up there near the UP. Stay tuned. More on the Bill Michaels Show next.
3: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got the hit!
0: Good to have you. Those of you listening to us in the lacrosse area or maybe the surrounding areas uh, getting a hold of us, Dan says, loving buzzer billies, had the catfish, never thought catfish was so good. Uh, also, him and his wife actually went upstairs to the Starlight Lounge and said, it was everything you had said it was. It looked like the 60s were going to fall out. I agree. Dan, you the man. Love some buzzer billies. Good stuff. Always liking buzzer billies. Hell Yeah. Uh 1670 Andrew Brandt, who we just had on, brought up some good points. And he said he would love to be the fly on the wall uh when it came to uh Brian Gudakins, the conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Uh now Brian Goodukin's conversations with Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur, Russ Ball. And remember, because he had, you know, he was asked specifically, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know. Uh, you want to bring him back, and this is not, this is what Goody had to say.
2: Yeah, like I said in the bye week, I think uh, you know I want all these guys back. That's that's part of that. Um, he's certainly going to take some time. You know, I think that's you know that's fair. Um, and as we work through this, I think um, uh, as he takes his time, kind of makes his decision just on his playing career in general, then we'll get together and, and move forward that way.
0: He didn't say, like, well, we got to get Aaron back. I mean, Mike Clemens alluded to that last night because in years past, it was like, no, we want Aaron back. But what he did say, now, for those that say, wait a minute, he didn't say Aaron specifically. Whoa, whoa, they don't want Aaron back. No, he had said, Aaron gives us the best chance to win. Aaron gives us the best chance to win. Um, so I, and I don't deny that. And I think realistically sitting there right now in front of you, it does. Aaron does. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, uh, Jordan Love can do. I know at some point they want to find out, but I think as of right now, you just, uh, kind of take it for what it is. And that is, your all the speculation is, and I get caught up in it. Look, I'm as bad as everybody else, so I apologize to you. But all the speculation, I think, is moot. Hey, Roger's coming back. All the talk about, well, that's going to be interesting. Because Roger's never demand. he insinuated, didn't he? Ben, do you have that, that cut where he starts talking about all the guys he wants to retire with and, and it's going to be interesting and stuff? Can you play that for me? Yeah, give me one second. Okay, because Rodgers, because uh, I've got, uh, Rebecca said it, Richie said it, Gunslinger said it, uh, that, he, you know, for him to demand, demand that uh, these players come back. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait wait, wait, wait a minute. He never demanded anything, right? He never, he never said that I have to have these guys back or I'm not playing. There was that raising an eyebrow of, and, and I also agree with Andrew Brandt. Aaron's a pretty upfront guy, so is Goody. I I think they talked about this. I think they talked about this. I really do. But this is when Aaron was asked, you know, about and kind of talked about all these different players and what he wants and what he doesn't want. Uh, Take a listen to how he
4: says this. Take a listen. You know, to work together moving forward. And uh, I think there's, you know, more conversations to be had. Um, I think no player wants to be part of any type of rebuild. I said that years ago. Um, reloads are a lot of fun because you feel like you're close, you're only a couple guys away. This game is about relationships. It's about the players you play with and count on, even if uh, they don't maybe show up huge in the stat book. A guy like Mercedes Lewis is an important cog in the wheel of the locker room and the momentum of the team. That's a guy I want to finish my career with. You know, I if like I'm Jesus. playing, I want that guy next to me. You know, I want the Randall Cobb's of the world if he wants to keep playing. In my locker room, guys you can win with. You know, Alan Lazar, Bobby Tynion, Dave Bakhtiari. Um, There's a lot of interesting names that um, we'll see, you know, their, uh, you know, desire to re-sign these certain guys who are glue guys in the locker room.
0: There's a desire to, you know, and then he goes on to say that it's going to be an interesting conversation. But he never demands. He said, I want those guys in my locker room. But he never says, or I'm not coming back. He's never said that, so let's be clear on that. That's where I'll defend Rodgers,
2: because he wants him. I hate the fact that he says, in my locker room, but, you know. Sorry, your reaction to that is still, that's burned straight from where we played it initially. Right. So, the, oh, oh, jeez. Oh, God. No, I. Here we go. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Cause that was
0: like, oh crap! You know, this is this this is okay. Everybody's got to come back, but that's the insinuation. Because uh, he goes on to say, well, those will be interesting conversations, you know. But he never demanded it. But you know, to, when he says to win with, that's where I have. Uh, that's where I was like throwing the hand up, going, "Whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! All those guys were just there, and you didn't win with them. Lazard, you didn't throw to, Tunyon, Mercedes." Mercedes is a good guy because he knows it. But you don't throw to those guys. Those guys aren't weapons. They're teachers. They're leaders. But they're not weapons. You need more weapons. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We will address when we come back. I do want to mention a little bit of Brewer stuff, too. So hang in there. And I don't know if we're going to get to it today. But there are two songs. One, Trevor Lawrence. One, Joe Burrow. Maybe we do it tomorrow, Ben. And make it the who has the best quarterback song. Maybe we'll put a poll question up. Not that it really matters wholeheartedly, but maybe just make it a goofy fun Friday in that sense. We have Mike Clemens tomorrow. Anybody else who we have tomorrow? I know Clemens is here.
2: Clemens is going to join us, but we'll figure it out. Tomorrow? Yeah. I can tell you. We have Mark Schofield. Oh, that's right. After Wednesday was a crazy Rodgers day. Yeah.
0: Wednesday was Rogers Day and Kevin Harlan Day, and we bumped Mark, and so Mark's joining us tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that. So we got Mark Schofield. Um, we have Mitch on tomorrow? I believe so. Mitch is going to do some betting in the morning, Mike Clemens to round things out, and the Jackpot Joey and Trevor Lawrence at the Waffle House songs to talk about. So oh there you go. <laughs> That's so bad. There you go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by the nice Ash downtown Waukesha. love that place. Go to niceash.com You'll see what I'm talking about, The niceash.com and a terrific music. Boy, the blues group they had down there last week was just awesome. Uh, we will be down there on Saturday night. As a matter of fact, it's Ricky's birthday, so we're going to head down that way on Saturday. Stop by and say hi. So want to make sure if you're heading down that way, we'll see you down there on Saturday night for sure. More of the Bill
3: Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens was asked about Lamar Jackson and his end of the... Uh, I don't know if it was the end of the season pressure or what, but uh, he said uh, Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. And he has, quote, 200% chance that Lamar Jackson stays. That's doubling down to 100%. Uh, yeah, they, they'll they figure it out. They'll figure it out. You're not going to let him go. It's just a matter of... What you're gonna pay the man. I just I I'm not I'm not high on giving him a fully guaranteed two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Just just not. Wouldn't do it. Lamar Jackson is good. He's just not great. He can run. Would you would you pay him?
2: Would you give him Deshaun Watson money, Ben? I don't I would not give anybody except Patrick Mahomes Deshaun Watson money, but I would make sure that he is the quarterback of the Ravens if I were them. And and eventually right. I'd find a middle ground. I don't know. The, the only person that could get Deshaun Watson money is somebody who wouldn't need the roster around them. Like right. we talk all about Aaron Rodgers' situation, and someone brought this up. It, it's hard for him to be a $50 million quarterback when all we talk about is how much better it has to be around him. Right. Lamar Jackson is 19th in quarterback rating and 26th
0: in completion percentage. There's, I I just, I'm not paying the man. He has never been a highly accurate quarterback. He is not Joe Burrow. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not even Matthew Stafford. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not Daniel Jones. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Not Matt Ryan. And then again, I, I will give him credit. Because when you look at uh, at his, you know, what they've given him for weapons, it's the same argument that we have here, that you're always just trying to play catch-up. Demarcus Robinson, Rash, uh, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, they had Sammy Watkins, they had to pick up to put him on the roster. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not, not going in that direction. You know they had you know some injuries and such, but they've got to give him better better personnel. If you're going to commit to that guy, you got to pay you got to pay the man, and you've got to have guys better than Mark Andrews. Not a bad pass catcher. They did pick up Charlie Kolar or Kohler, um this past year, and Isaiah Likely uh, is another one. But who's the other one? Um, God, they got him from Jacksonville, Josh Oliver. Josh Oliver. They picked him up too, but he doesn't have, you know, J.K. Dobbins is solid, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to. So I will give him a little bit of a pass there, but he's never been an overwhelmingly accurate quarterback. So I just, you know, I, I, I wouldn't pay the guy. He's a runner. They de- they design that offense to run the football from the quarterback position. And the fact that he gets hurt makes me say I'm not going to pay him. Not going to happen. Not going to give him everything guaranteed. You got to get to a middle ground. But part of the problem is he's he's also uh, his own agent, and that never works out well. But I wouldn't be doing that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, I did want to make a mention of this because I did put the Brewers in the headline, and, I, and we did talk a little bit about it in the first hour of the show. But the Brewers held their winter fan fest uh, last night. And um, I know that Matt Arnold talked about the money and really the only thing they've done, they've added Wade Miley and Brian Anderson through free agency. And this is a team that normally will wait until just either into camp or just about camp getting underway to make their acquisition. So if the Brewers, uh, if if they're so willing to spend money, because Matt Arnold said Mark Antanasio has been great. He's been super supportive over the years and maintains that today as well. So if the front office is so willing to spend money, why has Milwaukee only spent, I think it's what, $8 million on two two guys? Now they'll say our payroll is going up. Why? Because of arbitration. Some of the guys that you re-signed and, and had arbitration eligible. But you didn't go out and spend – spending more money to us, to, to, the, to the fan, means not that you're spending more money on guys you already have. It means you're buying guys. You're bringing in additional players. Okay. Um, and Craig Council, look, said every team goes into the winter with different situations, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he said you have to be smart and disciplined. That is another word for we don't have the money as everybody else does. We have to be really smart about who we get, when we get them, and how much we can get them for a discount. That's what that means. Um, you know, we're not that far away from spring training and the facilities starting to open up. And as a matter of fact, they're open now, as a matter of fact. But uh, the teams around the Brewers got better. The Brewers pulled off uh, a nice trade, getting Contreras. Uh, his brother Wilson goes to a five-year, $87.5 million deal to the Cardinals. The Cubs, they get, uh, what, Dansby Swanson, uh, Tucker Barnhart, Eric Hosmer. Uh, a couple other guys, Cody Be- Cody Bellinger, I think. Um so look, teams around the division are trying to get better and they're trying to go out and make moves and spend some money and you know, and you know, the biggest argument like Ben said earlier is, you know, is Christian Watson any better or Christian Watson, is is Christian Yelich any better? Is he better? Because if he's not, then you're still sitting there with the twenty nine million dollar albatross around your neck. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to this for the Brewers to get better. And as you look at that roster and you think to yourself, okay, what do you got? And you got still Yelich. It starts with him. Willie Adamas, obviously, who has not had contract negotiations, or at least they've somewhat broken off. Rowdy Teles, most likely back at first base. And, you know, after the $4.5 million he got. Contreras at catcher. uh, Urias over at third. Um, We know that Jesse Winker is going to be your D.H., You're counting on Garrett Mitchell out in the outfield along with Tyrone Taylor, and Tyrone Taylor's finally getting his big legitimate shot. Uh, Your second base is most likely Bryce Terang. Uh, Kesson Hura could play over there. Yeah, Brian Anderson is your kind of utility guy. Caratini's going to be your backup catcher. It's not a terrible lineup, but what changed dramatically from last year to this year? Maybe it's just a fact that you got a couple of bats, but you still have Burns and Woodruff and Lauer and Peralta and now Wade Miley, which... If everybody performs to what you expect of them, it's it's a really good starting rotation. Have you gotten better in, in your bullpen? You're still looking at Ashby and Guerra and what is it? Uh, Devin Williams is going to be a closer. You know, you still got a lot of the same guys. You just feel like you just need another piece or two. You know, you just feel like that. Um, but I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. When you say it's not about the money, and you keep showing us it's about the money. Until you go out and 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 I give them credit for the for the Christian Yellich signing. They did spend the money. And we all kind of looked at each other and went, Wow, what a deal. That's a bargain basement price for a guy that's hitting like that. Now we know why. You know? But a lot of people still cannot get past the hater trade. You can't look at us and say it's Juan Soto. We were in, we were we would we would spend that money. And yet we all know why you got rid of Josh Hader. It's it's just a steaming pant load. More on the Bill Michael show next.
3: Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a number of veteran players up for free agency. Kicker Mason Crosby is one Aaron Rodgers says he wants back if he decides to return to Green Bay.
4: A guy like Mercedes Lewis is an important cog in the wheel of the locker room and the momentum of the team. I want the Randall Cobbs of the world, if he wants to be playing, in my locker room. You know, Alan Lazar, Bobby Tunyon, Dave Bakhtiari, their desire to re-sign these certain guys who are glue guys in the locker room will be an interesting conversation to be had.
3: Robert Tunyon is an unrestricted free agent. The 28-year-old tight end struggled at the start of the season coming off that torn ACL injury the year before and says it was tough the other day saying goodbye after the season was over.
4: I think that's honestly the hardest part is not knowing who you're going to play with next year uh, in terms of, like, just the reality of an NFL locker room. Just people come and go, I mean, Daily, to be honest with you, and then of course after the season, you just never know. Um, so that's kind of why you can't take things for granted and people for granted because you never know when you're going to play with them again or see them or you know talk to them and feel their energy. So yeah, that's probably the hardest part.
3: The 49ers host the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday night at 5:30 p.m. in the divisional playoffs. 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey was asked how has Brock Purdy been able to go six and zero as a rookie quarterback? He's able to
2: go out there and play with some juice, and he's extremely confident and um, he's exactly what you would want in a quarterback. You know, no no moment is too big for him, and he makes corrections quickly.
3: That's the 49ers' Christian McCaffrey. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. A couple minutes before we get out of here tomorrow, Friday, fun Friday. Matt Mitchell going to be joining us. Mark Schofield is going to be joining us. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. We got a, a couple of songs for quarterbacks. We'll uh, we'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, ben, did you see that one person? I think it was in Maine. Won the one point three billion dollar Mega Millions or whatever it was. I did not. One person, and I'm only going to read you the headline. Okay, out of the Boston 25 News said quote the winner overcame steep odds and his quest for $1.3 million or $1.3 billion.
4: Hmm.
2: He bought a ticket. He didn't climb a mountain. Well, it depends where the convenience store was. (laughs) Just shut up. I mean, I just, you know, some of this stuff,
0: I look, it, it's a small main town. It borders New Hampshire, uh, you know, where this guy wanted, but he overcame immense odds. What the town climb, was it? It's like, Does what, it say? Uh, uh, you know, uh, let's see here. Um,
4: um,
0: I'll find the it. home. It was uh, Lebanon, Maine. Oh, it I've was been sold at the
2: Hometown Gas and Grill in Lebanon. You've been there? Yeah. Ski town? It's just, uh, I've done a lot of camping up there. Okay. Up in the northeast, that region. The Hometown Gas and Grill in Lebanon.
0: It's never like quick trip, you know? It's always like... Mom and pops, you know, dog wash in the front, convenience store in the back, selling homemade jerky out of, you know, humans. It's just, you know, it's always some weird place that wins these things. It just does. I want to see, like, you know, somebody in Wisconsin just went into a quick trip, bought $20 worth, walked away, billionaire. Bam! There you have it. Never happens like that. There's always these little out-of-the-way places that sell these things. So Anyway... That's it. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he is—he's uh, loaded up. He uh, claims 1.35 billion. The winner was—he's uh, going to take it out in an annuity uh, over 29 years, which I think will be dead by then. Um, uh, which I, I no—I take that back. I think he's taking the one-time payout: seven hundred and twenty-four point six million dollars. Remember back in the day when that can actually get you a franchise? Not anymore. That buys you maybe half a franchise, if that. But $724.6 million is what this guy now has in the bank. That'll buy you anything. And you can retire. You don't even have to waffle about it. You don't have to say whether you may or may not come back. You can just retire. You'd be good to go. I'd still do this. I know people say, nah, you wouldn't. I'd say, yeah, I would. i still do it. I may take a little more time off, but I'd still do it. I'd buy the station. I'd buy stations. Oh, God. Do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd have a whole different set of sponsors, too, Ben. You'd be sitting in a big, pink, fuzzy couch, like the back of a van from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Lava lamps going. You'd be in. (laughs) That'll do it. Good day. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Good stuff. I may or may not be doing some type of a uh, live cast. And I don't know. I'm feeling it. Time for us to go till we talk again, whether it's later tonight
3: or tomorrow. Have a go with one. Boop. The Bill Michaels show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.